Pranam. So Gurunisha told me you were going to do things a little differently today, and not take questions, right? Uh, well, I wanted to, I just had a thought to read something from my book, which is so far along now in the hands of uh, Lita Saki. So um, I thought I'd read a little bit from, uh, from the preface, which I wrote quite some time ago. And um, it's something that, uh, you know, here and there in the course of the time I've been writing this, I've been sharing parts of the book with devotees reading and different sessions, sessions and so forth. But uh, the introduction and the preface, no one's familiar with. So uh, yeah, I thought I'd read from it and uh, comment. And uh, if there's time, we'll, we'll take questions. Um, so I guess I'll proceed. Let me see if I can bring it up. I'll be looking at it on my screen rather than at all of you. So you'll have to forgive me for the extent to which that uh, causes me to lose some eye contact with all of you. I should say also uh, recently I've uh, been got so many nice messages from all the devotees around the Sangha. Um, affectionate messages, I don't have time to reply to everybody, but I do appreciate that. Um, and all is well here at Adoria. So with that, um, <clears throat> the book, we'll talk a little bit about the book, I'd say, and I'll read the riff in the preface and, and comment if whatever, with whatever comes to mind as I read through. Um, this book is um, uh, it's a contemporary book in a, in a very limited sense, I would say, um, in that uh, the English is contemporary and um, many of the Sanskrit verses and sections uh, of Sanskrit commentaries and so forth um, have been rendered by me uh, with their implications within them uh, rather than being literal and so forth. And that is a feature of um, the book <clears throat> to the purpose of which is to make it that much more accessible to the English speaking public. And forgive me for those who are Polish speaking and, uh, and Spanish speaking, etc. Um, I wish I could have done it in all of those languages as well. I'll challenge some of you out there to translate it and, and it will be a challenge, I would imagine, as it is for maybe this morning for those Shamsundar and Guruvaki who are translating in Spanish and Polish respectively. But that, that's one uh, feature of the book that I would say um, makes it uh, contemporary. and. Um, Another feature along those lines is some contemporary uh, references that I may draw upon um, that um, people of today's world may be familiar with uh, other philosophers or poets or uh, songwriters or, or whatever <clears throat> who have said things that have, that by citing them uh, can um, help to bring home some of the points. But otherwise, aside from that, it's uh, it could very well have been uh, uh, if you could find the right person translated into Bengali and I could just put Vaishnav Das on it and it would look like it was coming from, you know, centuries past. I haven't tried, that is to say, in this book to speak to anyone 
but uh, really initiated uh, devotees. So I haven't tried to make it uh, accessible at the same time to people in the world who are part of contemporary uh, uh, spirituality, for example. Um, so that said, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a preface, I think I've written a preface uh, appropriately. So for all of my books, wrote a book about a preface. The last book I wrote, The Sacred Preface, as I entitled it, was a further explanation of the Mangalacharan, which arguably is the Sanskrit uh, term for a preface, uh, uh, the Mangalacharan of Krishna's Kaviraj's Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, but here, um, I'll read the preface, and I, as you'll see in the beginning, I've included some basic uh, ingredients or elements of a Mangalacharan as it has been explained by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami drawing upon the greater tradition and so forth. In a modified way, he included um, essential or important elements of a Mangalacharan and those that he has underscored and included in his Mangalacharan Chaitanya Charitamrita I've included here. So um, we'll see that here at the, at the onset. Let me begin. A sacred preface should include a prayer, namaskar, in praise of the deity that presides over the pages of a Smriti text. In this text, the deity is a duad, the yugal Krishna Balaram, and this is its namaskar verse. I serve the shelter-giving, youthful Shri Shri Ram Krishna, of white and black complexion, both beautiful and benevolent. They are constituted of condensed premarasa, masters of great masters. These two brothers live in cow pastures. They are the very life therein of both the cowherds and the cows and of such they are absorbed in astounding leelas with their gopas, whose entire person is composed of pranay. So the namaskar verse is a offering of uh, respect <clears throat> to the deities that preside, the deity or deities that preside over the text Chaitanya Charitamrita, it's Gornatinanda, Vande Gurun, Vande Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito, and so forth. So here the presiding deities are Ram and Krishna, of course, are not different than Gaur and Nityananda Prabhu. And um, this um, is my own verse in, in English, but um, a, a Shastrabani wrote a nice verse along these lines in Sanskrit. And um, I drew a little bit from it, but um, have um, added some things of, of my own. 
just to give the, the whole um, history of that Namaskar verse. So obeisances to Ram and Krishna. <clears throat> and the sacred preface uh, continues. What then is the es does the essence of the text concern? This too is revealed in the text's onset in a Vastu Nirdesh verse. So the Vastu Nirdesh verse is the verse that in a condensed way tells us uh, essentially what the book is constituted of, what, it, what it's about. Hmm. So that verse is as follows. What can be said about the gift of Gore, Shams, Brajalila, about which the Upanishads are stunned into near silence and left to mumble barely coherent phrases such as Shamachavalam Prapadye, Shavalachamam Prapadye. What then to speak of the giver of this gift or himself, his Nam, Rupa? Una, Parshads, and Leela, and of the Abadut Nitai, who gave us Gore, his gift, and more. Nityananda Ram personifies the Sambandhanuga, explained in depth by Sri Rupa, and his pupils shared it near and far, serving Krishna, Balaram. Surely that is what friends are for, but more, that friend is best who, with sympathy, reminds Sham of the girl that he adores, Jairadhi, Jaisham, Gopap, Gopapakari, Pratida Smriyanam, Priyanam, Gopapakari, Smritida Priyanam. So this verse, the Bhastana Desh verse, uh, Sloka, tells us essentially what, what the book's about. It's about Sakyarasa. And also in particular, it's about a particular form of Sakyarasa that we call Prinarma um, Sakyabhava, the form of Sakyabhava that uh, is um, an active participant in Krishna's romantic life. But um, here I have referred uh, to in Upanishadic verse, what can be said about the gift of Gore? It's Shams uh, Brajlila, about which the Upanishads are stunned in the near silence. Shutibiya um, Brimbrigyan, these are the words of uh, Uddhava, who, as we know, was um, the scriptural advisor of Krishna in Mathura and Dwarka. I hope to uh, lecture on uh, Uddhava when I go to Madhavan this year uh, in December at length. And uh, there's quite a bit to be said about him. I mean, there's the whole Uddhava Gita <laughs> that Krishna spoke to him. That uh, is, a, is a huge um, treatise in itself, but um, an important person. He is a... Um, servant of Krishna, whose servitude is mixed together, bundled together with, uh, with friendship. And that friend, friendly aspect uh, of his bhava is um, 
was given full uh, expression in uh, Brudge when he was sent there and he um, delivered a message to the inhabitants and to the gopis in particular. And after having done so, he wandered around for a couple of months in Brudge, um, singing poetry, uh, just in glorification of the devotees there, the gopis love in particular. And he said, it's off the scriptural map, what's going on here. Um, it's beyond the Shruti. Um, as is Krishnanam itself, Rupa Goswami said, um, the jewels of the Upanishadic um, aphorisms that are light-giving as to the meaning and purpose of, of life um, are all casting their effulgence, their light on one word, one name of two syllables, Krishna, that um, um, that they are that their reach is subordinate to. Uh, Jiva Goswami said it another way: "Shrotam apyupanishadam dure harikatamrita." The sounds of the Upanishads as light-filled and in enlightening as they are, um, reside in a realm that is dure harikatamrita, very far from where you can arrive at through harikata, this land, he goes on to say, where all the movements are the voluntary and involuntary transformations of uh, ecstasy, anubhavs, sattvikabhavs, and so on and so forth. <clears throat> so that idea has been uh, touched on here in this uh, Vastanadesh uh, sloka, when I say that what can be said about the gift of gore, uh, Shams Prajalila, about which the Upanishads are stunned in their science. They don't, they don't say a lot about the Prajalila, uh, to be sure. Um, uh, and as I've said here, they're left to mumble barely coherent phrases about it, such as shamach chavalam prapadye, shabach chavalam prapadye. So this is a, a statement from um, Chandogya 8.13.1. It uh, goes something like this in English, by help of the black, we shall be introduced to the service of the white. By the help of the white, we shall be introduced to the service of the black. I mean, even that is a little bit of an extended uh, uh, explanation of what's said there. Literally, it's, it's, it's as I say here, somewhat uh, like uh, the Upanishads, uh, stunned to near silence at the very thought, the idea of the Brajlila and left to mumble some barely incoherent uh, phrases. Of course, the Gaudias, they, uh, we, we, we draw on such mumbling, if you will, and make something out of it, and much more than those who um, are limited to a literal explanation and um, are bereft of any feeling 
for the brunch lila itself. So shamach, so from Krishna, from the black, one get from from the dark Krishna, one gets the light Radha, from the light Radha, one can get um, the dark one Krishna, something like that. So we look at that, and appropriately so, as an Upanishadic verse, referencing in an abstract way, mumbling about that which itself the Upanishads um, are as bright as they are in this dark world, far from nonetheless. Then, so what could be said about the gift of gore, about which the Upanishads can hardly speak? What then to speak about the giver of this gift, gore himself, his nam, his rupa, his guna, parshads, and lila, and of the abadut, nitai, who gave us gore, his gift, and more. Nityananda hmm. Ram, I say here, personifies the Sambandha Rupa, explained in depth, depth by Sri Rupa. Sambandha Rupa refers to the forms of love, expressions of love and grudge um, that um, are based on this is my explanation, this I believe it's unique, but um, based on relationships, sambanda, that are acceptable within the, the culture and the community. So for example, a viable, acceptable relationship is parental love, um, uh, fraternal love, servile love, love of the servant for the teacher, or the, or the or the guru, these are all acceptable. Um, by contrast, we refer to the Shri Rupa has um, referred to the gopis' love for Krishna and Krishna's love for the gopis as kamanuga. Now, kama itself is a problem. It is a it is a. a, a well, it's the whole problem of material existence, desire, and the most prominent desire is the uh, amorous, or the, well, let's say the the, um, the sexual desire, the erotic desire. <clears throat> so their love has been called Kamanuga, and it's a relationship that's not allowed. It's not a it's not a viable. It's parakia, so it's not a viable in the culture. It's it's um, not acceptable. Um, so it's been differentiated in that way. Um, but, um, uh, and of course we emphasize um, uh, when we refer to ourselves in our sampradaya as Rupanugas, um, the followers of Rupa Goswami, Rupa Goswami's Baba is the Parakya Baba, he's a Kamanuga uh, devotee, or he, he, let's say he, he lives in, um, yeah, in, in, in Kamanuga. Uh, uh, well, well, Kamanuga is the, is, I would say, is the approach. Kamarupa would be the, the ideal itself. Samandarupa, um, the form of, of um, the other types of love themselves. Uh, but uh, of them, as I mentioned, Sakiras is one. And within Samandarupa, or Samandarupa is the ideal, Samandarupa is the way to follow it. Uh, within Sambandha Rupa, uh, the 
um, Sakiras has been um, underscored as the most excellent, even by Rupa Goswami, in the midst of his, in some respects, placing Vatsalya above Sakya in terms of um, the intimacy it affords. And he does that at the end of the section, long section that he writes about um, Sakiras, where he says that uh, the devotees of Sakiras themselves, they feel that this is the best rasa, um, because in this rasa, one can, is how Krishna feels about the friend and the friend feels about Krishna, they're equal. And they, they, they each feels the same. Hmm? How the, how the child feels towards the parent is different than how the parent feels towards the child. How the teacher uh, or guru feels towards the student is different how the student feels towards the teacher. Hmm? So this is the way in which those in Sakibhav um, uh, support their sense, that their feeling for Krishna is, is, is the best. And Rupa doesn't disagree with that there. Hmm? And of course, in, in Preeti Sandarbha, Jiva Goswami uh, overtly places Sakirasa after, uh, or above, I should say, um, Batsaliras in terms of excellence and the intimacy, intimacy it affords, which is uh, something I brought up throughout my book, the, the, um, the feelings for Sakirasa that uh, Vilas Manjari or Jiva Goswami has, uh, how amongst the founding acharyas has expressed some, some feeling for that, um, more so than anyone else, as we know from Bhakti Ratnakar, of course, he worshipped Krishna Balaram deities in his childhood. And so impressions from childhood, they tend to, tend to be enduring. <clears throat> so anyway, the point here is that I've said um, in glorifying Nityanandapuru, Nityanandapuru personifies the Samanda Rupa or Samanda Nuga, the ideal and the means to attain it, explained in depth by Sri Rupa. And the point here is, of course, that there, there, there are a couple of ways in which we can look at the term Rupa Nuga, which is often a term we use to uh, describe ourselves as followers of Rupa Goswami. The term originally comes in, uh, in uh, Raghunathas Goswami's Manashiksha at the end there, he refers to um, himself as a Rupanuga. And he's really referring to following Rup the Bhav of Rupa Goswami. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also the sense of following the teaching of Rupa Goswami, um, which is broader in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, um, broad enough to include the different rasas of Braj. Um, Whereas in Ujjwal Nilamani, he is exclusively uh, speaking about Madhurya Rasa and Sakya Rasa to the extent that it is part or it participates in Madhurya Rasa. So what I've said here is that, um, interestingly, of course, Prabhupada would never use the term Rupanuga. He never used it to refer to the bhava of Rupa Goswami, but only to the broader uh, teachings and tattva of, of Rupa Goswami. Um, but here, uh, the point I'm, I'm making, I, I believe, is that 
Nityananda Ram personifies the Sambhanuga, explained in depth by Sri Rupa. So you won't find anywhere a more in-depth explanation of Sakya Rasa. I've been unable to find, I don't think it exists, than what's been given by Rupa Goswami. And that may be true for all of the Rasas of Braj and, Sham, and, and, and Shantarasa as well. In his, in his book, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, there's nothing that compares to this book um, in, in, in this regard. So as far as Sakyarasa goes, he's a very lengthy chapter. He goes into great detail, bringing out different types of Sakyarasa. You won't find this, this, this anywhere. Um, so um, we bow our heads to him. By, by his grace, we have access to the, uh, the, the, the theoretical um, uh, explanations, of theology um, underlying this uh, form of, of fraternal love. <clears throat> I go into that in my later in my book, his contribution in this regard, but just a mention of it here. So Nityananda Ram, who has given us the gift of Gore, who himself is the giver of the gift of uh, Braj Prem, that the, that the Upanishads are uh, stunned in your silence about, that Nityananda Ram, um, giver of Gore, personifies the Sambandhanuga, explained in depth by Sri Rupa, and his pupils, that means Nityananda's pupils, shared it near and far, serving Krishna and Balaram. So Nityananda Ram, Personifies the Sambandhanuga, explained in depth by Sri Rupa and his pupils, shared it near and far, serving Krishna, Malaram. That is, of course, uh, I would say the principal characteristic of Nityananda Prabhu that causes us at times to say he's the best amongst the, all of the associates of, uh, of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We can make claims about Advaita. We can make similar things about Radhar, Shiva, Stakor, um, if we look very closely at their contributions. But this is the contribution. They're all the best, but this is the contribution of the near and far wide circulation, dissemination of uh, the gift of Gore. He and his uh, immediate pupils, students, uh, servants, his eternal associates, as they were, in, in many cases. Surely, I go on to say that, okay, so let me read it again. Nityananda Ram personifies the Sambandhanuga, explained in depth by Sri Rupa, and his pupils shared it near and far, serving Krishna, Balaram. Surely, that is what friends are for, but more, that friend is best who with sympathy reminds Sham of the girl that he adores. Jai Radhe Jai Sham, Gadopakari. So, this is again the Boston and Shloka. So, it's what the book is about. So, we can see it's very clearly about um, the uh, uh, Sakurasa. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, here in the last uh, sentence, we see in particular also it, it is showcasing the uh, the Priyanarma Sakabhav, or uh, those friends who are best uh, in that uh, uh, they express uh, sympathy 
uh, for Sham and his love life and assist him in that. Um, this is called Anumodana Bhav, Tad Anumodana. In one Bhav, this case Sakya Bhav, sympathy for the Bhav of Krishna as it's experienced by Krishna, the love of Radha and the gopis as it's experienced by Krishna, what it does for him, these friends are attracted to that and having sympathy for that, um, they assist him in that and empathize with his, uh, the plight of his romantic life, which is moving up and down. You know, she loves me, she loves me not, and so forth. Um, now this, it's interesting to note because I referred to Sri Rupa here earlier in his contribution with regard to really re revealing so many deep and profound insights about the nature of fraternal love in Bhagavad Sindhu. This is one of the features of his contribution that is unique because we, we, we know that Rupa Goswami draws upon a considerable body of Indian aesthetics that came before him. And he uses that um, uh, uh, literature and those, those, those insights uh, to describe the terminology there, aesthetic terminology, to describe the love of Braj. So if we look, for example, at, um, at Sahitya Darpana, which he drew from extensively, uh, with regard to Sakurasa, there is mention of, of the um, different uh, participants in uh, amongst Krishna's friends with the participants in, in his Madhurya Rasa. It's not limited only to the Priyanarmasakas. There's some other um, um, aspects of Sakirasa that um, afford some Sakas, some limited participation. But um, the author, Vishwanath, not Vishwanath Chakritakur, but uh, a different author named Vishwanath of Sahitya Dharpana, he doesn't have a clue about the Priyanarma Sakas. This is a, totally a contribution of Rupa Goswami hmm? as to what goes on in terms of friendship, hmm? um, in terms of its participation in the romantic life of Krishna. And this is a huge feature. I mean, it's just not brought out um, anywhere. Hmm? And um, so again, um, we defer to him. And I've concluded this Boston Day Shloka with, with, a, with, a, with a phrase from the Briyat um, Bhagavatamrita by now. Many of you may be familiar with it. It's a signature on a, in my email, Gurupakari Svitidapriyanam. This I consider the Mahavakya, the main sound of the first canto of the Brihat Bhagavatamrita. Brihat Bhagavatamrita begins with a search for the for the highest love. The second canto is a search for the, is there a place that corresponds with it? If so that we could go there? That's the Goloka Mahatmya, the second part. But Nard in the first part is going from one devotee to the next, as you know, praising them. You're the best servant. And each one is saying, no, I'm not. This one is the best. This one is the best. Finally, he ends up in Dwaraka there. And um, in the context of pursuing his the answer to his question, uh, Krishna ends up going into a trance, remembering the Braj Leela, 
and it causes what ostensibly or what externally appears to be a great disturbance. And Narada feels, oh, he's really made a mistake here. He's come to Dwarka, he's disturbed Krishna. But Krishna is seeing his condition after he comes back to Dwarka consciousness, if you will. Um, he tells him, no, you don't, don't think like that. Gadopakari, Spritidapriyanam. The Gadopakari, the, the, the best helper, the best friend, Spritidapriyanam, is the one who reminds one hmm, of his dear, dear most. So you've reminded me of the gopis. It may look like it was very disconcerting, caused a big disturbance in Dwarka, but this is what is most dear to my heart. So you are my dear most friend. He's saying to Nard, who is Nard? That is, is the expansion, if you will, um, from the Brajalila of Madhumangal, a Priyanarma, Saka. Hmm? So this is a special feature um, of the book. <clears throat> I've given uh, a, an explanation of Sakiras following Rupa Goswami in uh, an entire chapter um, and highlighting the different types of Sakya Bhav, but for the Priyanarma Sakya, I've given an entire separate chapter on. And the last uh, part of the book, aside from the appendices, is um, a telling of the Aprakat um, Leela from the vantage point of the Priyanarma Sakha. So it, it is a prominent feature of the, of the book. <clears throat> and to continue then, um, at last, and at and last, I should say, but far from least, such a bold undertaking as this book should offer a blessing to its sympathetic reader, its adhikaran in an Ashirvad verse. So this is the third feature or element of a Mangalacharan, a sacred preface that uh, should be in place. A Namaskar verse, offering respect to the deities, a Vastanudesh verse, explaining the essence of the book in a condensed form, and an Ashirvad uh, shloka, which gives a blessing to the, to the readers or those who are eligible for reading. And that verse goes as such. By the grace of Nitai, May the ardent readers of this book attain the brain they idealize, be it Sakya or Madhurya, for Hanunitai Vine Bhai Radha Krishna Paite Nai. This is from course Nartam Thakur. He says, There's no Rasta without Nityananda Prabhu. It's, it doesn't matter what Rasta you want in Braj, you'll not get there without going through Nityananda Prabhu. But to those disposed towards Sakyarasa, as a result of Sadhu Sangha having received such impressions, as did Brahma of yore and more, the mercantile community of Bengal and beyond, may this book serve to assist them in their journey of sadhana to their Sakyarasa sadhya. So, uh, it's clear, I think, the verse, but uh, um, Brahma received that kind of kind of impressions from from Krishna. They, they resonated with him because of his inner reality. And um, sometimes people say foolishly, "Where where is there any Satyarasa in you know Gaudi Sampradaya? All the Acharyas are are in Madhurya Rasa." Of course, that that's not true. 
in a narrow sense of the acharyas coming from um, Madhavendra Puri, or in the broader sense, which I'm referring to here, um, the idea being we are also the Brahma Madhvagodya Sampradaya. So there's a wealth of evidence or ways, scriptural reasoning and references to support the idea that, that Brahma resonated with uh, and attained uh, Sakyarasa. And it comes out in, in the book. Of course, in, in a more limited, na narrow scope, as I say, coming from Madhavendra Puri, well, we have a prominent person there, Lakshmi Patitirtha's disciple, who was Lakshmi Patitirtha, would have been a contemporary of Madhavendra Puri, that being the Tinanabhu himself. So th there seems to be a place um, for <clears throat> Sakyarasa in Gaudiya Sampradaya. And to continue along those lines, where this Ashirvad blessing verse to the readers, <clears throat> where it leaves off, I continue now here in the preface, the parallels between the seva of my Guru Dev in the 20th century and the divine campaign of Srinathananda Ram during the budding stages of the Chaitanya Sampradaya are many and striking. So, my Sikshakuru Pujapad Bhakti Rakhakshidu Goswami Maharaj brought this out so uh, beautifully to us on his veranda hmm, um, in a number of sessions. The, the parallels between the Nityananda Prabhu's campaign and Prabhupada's campaign centuries later, broad in scale uh, to the downtrodden, uh, as I referred in the Ashurvad to the mercantile community of Bengal, which was had been disenfranchised socially and religiously. Um, were in a difficult uh, situation in that regard and who were Vaishnavas in a nominal sense, Nityananda Prabhu came to them, gave them a new social status that transcended their previous social status and turned their nominal Vaishnavism into real living uh, Vaishnavism. And um, he, as I've often said, and I've explained at length in my book, began the whole Sampradaya in a formal sense. It, his his Dvadasa Gopals were the first to begin um, initiating, um, aside from his own initiation, of course, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was from Ishvar Puri, and, um, um, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu commissioned him to widely circulate as he did. So there are parallels, considerable parallels uh, between the service of Prabhupada in the 20th century and that of Nityanandapu during the budding stages of the Chaitanya Sampradaya. The parallels are many and striking, and as do many other Vaishnavas, I continue, I see the broad outreach of Bhai Gurudev to be seva that was in particularly empowered by Nitai. Isi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada appeared in the world to, in the extended Saptagram community, that's the mercantile community of Bengal, that was personally blessed by Nitai, and in his adulthood, he petitioned Krishna for a blessing of Shakti, the likes of which we see in Nitai. Of course, I'm referring to his famous prayer on the Jaladutra. In his heartfelt petition and poetry and prayer, and prayer, he artfully secured 
in no uncertain terms Krishna's blessing to do the bidding of his guru. Speaking to Krishna as he did with regard to his friend's dependence on Radha, upon Radha and reminding him of such, he placed before his comrade a request for the Shakti to deliver Gauravani to the West in the service of his guru, a member of the group of Radha's Sakis. How could his good friend refuse a request to please a maidservant of his dear most? Thus Krishna Chandra sent the Shakti of Nittai to my Gurudev and in doing so inadvertently also released a tidal wave of Sakyarati in our times, the likes of which Nittai himself released in the course of directing all eyes to Gaur Chandra and Gaur's quest for Radhadasyam that made his highest ideal of Prem accessible to everyone. Nittai gave Gaur to the world, but in doing so, he effortlessly, effortlessly attracted a following of his own. As such, Sakirasa plays a supportive role in the Chaitanya Sampradaya, even as this aesthetic rapture of fraternal love is itself contagious. From time to time, it will surface and remind us of itself and also of its camaraderie with Madhurya Rasa and in its highest reach of its capacity to mix with a drop of Madhurya's sweetness. Again, a reference to the Narmasakas, whose Sakiras is like yogurt with a drop of Madhurya's honey, making that yogurt that much sweeter. Here, to continue, I write in the service of my Gurudev about such inexhaustible topics of which by his grace I never tire. Should others find this interesting, in me they have a friend. However, not everyone will see as I do herein, despite the rigorous effort I have undertaken to support the thrust of this book with Shastra Yukti. No harm. There is more than one way to gaze at the sapphire-like gem of Sham Sundar and his associates. If other opinions are equally well supported, Tatastu, so be it. I welcome them. Best not to have enemies, if not only friends. And to the friends now that repeatedly urged me to write this book, I bow. There were a number of you and all of your um, encouragement in this regard and uh, is appreciated. But there is one of you who pushed me over the top, um, worth mentioning. I was walking back and escorted uh, by Gaur Sundar from the temple in Madhavan to my cottage. We were talking about this and he expressed some hesitation and he encouraged me in a way that just really uh, resonated with me. And I committed at that point walking from the temple to my cottage, past, just past the, uh, the cow shed, <clears throat> to uh, going forward with this book. So to him and others, a number of you, who urged me to repeatedly, uh, I bow. I was at first shy as I continue here to embrace their encouragement, but having proceeded to publish, I have found that expressing myself has humbled me and also served to nurture my faith and conviction. From spiritual conviction comes taste and then attachment to the object of one's love 
which in turn grows into loving, into longing to attain that love. Then, in pursuit of fraternal love of God, its primary characteristic, vishramba, of confidence and also intimacy and friendship, pranai, with Gopal Krishna, free from hesitation, is born. So to put it another way, ultimately, this is not something to be shy about. <laughs> so, Sakiras is not, uh, is full of uh, confidence and sense of equality with Krishna and so on and so forth. So, of course, to continue, Bob is like a candle in one's heart that one must protect lest the wind of drawing attention, undue attention to oneself blows it out. But in order that this candle may be lit to begin with, the candle itself must be in place. To love Krishna with Vishramba and Sakyapranai, one will be well served by first understanding the theology and philosophy that underlies this love. And to this acquaintance, add, me, add to this, excuse me, the acquaintance with the playful leelas of Bhagavan, both prakat and aprakat, in which this love is showcased. And one has at least put the candle in place. May this book serve that purpose. And may that candle be lit through a concerted effort to acquire grace and may its flame be protected with humility and the spiritual confidence that is the polar opposite of pratishta. That concludes the sacred, uh, well, the preface to the sacred as it is in my mind and coming from my heart uh, for um, my forthcoming book, Circle of Friends. This last paragraph holds a lot. Um, it's uh, important. Let me say a few words about it. <clears throat> Bob is like a candle. So candles can be blown out in the wind. It's possible, uh, Rupa Goswami has taught, uh, even in Bhav Bhakti, to make a defense and have the candle of one's Bob um, go out. Um, and what we were cautioned about most in that regard is uh, this very lingering um, but um, insidious uh, anartha of Pratishta. It's insidious um, and lingering in a sense that Vishwanath Shakti Thakur has described it as, a, as, as an anartha that will arise in, in the context of watering the creeper, the vine, the plant, of, of bhakti. Just as when we water uh, a plant, weeds may also come. The weeds may wrap around the, uh, the, the, the creeper that we're watering. We, they be, the weed, sometimes you can look, you can't tell which is the weed, which is the plant, and, um, but the weeds need to be pulled up. We need to be vigilant about this. And, um, and this particular, uh, so, so these weeds are insidious. They're, they're, it's, it's easy to mistake 
um, the weed for the creeper and start riding the waves of, of, of Pratishta. I, I remember when Bala Bhatirtha Maharaj came to uh, the United States for the first time, right here, I, I sat him down right in my room, made a bed for him um, in my room where I'm sitting now, which is above the deck where we we're holding the program. We had about a hundred devotees here cooking in the kitchen for any of you who've been here that's in my house, which is like a very tiny little kitchen compared to the large kitchen in the temple now. And um, so after his talk, uh, I had him come upstairs and take rest here. And um, he, one of his associates was here assisting also a householder. He said to me, I, I, I did not bring any sannyasis with me on this tour for fear that they would be um, um, says, uh, fall prey to Pratishta, that they've gone to the West, unlike other sannyasis in a mission and come back and they're world preachers and so forth. So he indicated, and of course, I'm well aware of this, that uh, especially in a position where honor is given, uh, which uh, it's, it's, it's easy, uh, it's hard to digest, it's difficult to digest that. I personally have never had an issue with that my whole life. I, I just find it to be detestable. Um, um, the idea, the, val the value of praise, it's, 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 it's nice to be praised, I suppose, but to mistake it for anything more than what it is, is a great um, error. So this is the, 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 the wind, if you will, that can um, blow out that candle. Mm. Uh, so, of course, Bob's like a candle in one's heart. Um, it must be protected. But with regard to the book and what's been written here, at least, in order that the candle may be lit to begin with, it has to be put in place. So the teaching has to be there, that the candle and the, and, and the inspiration, that the candle be, will be show up. And then, of course, we have to light it with... with, with um, our, our, our spiritual practice. Uh, so we'll be well served um, by the theology, the philosophy, the sedanta, the tattva that underlies fraternal love. I mean, Rupa Goswami's written a whole you know, chapter about it, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Sakya Rasa, and the whole book is about Bhakti Rasa you know, in, in, in a broader sense. So obviously such books are important. Um, and, and the Leela Grantas, the Bhagavatam and the extended Leela uh, narratives of the Goswamis about the Prakat Leela, their commentaries, the Aprakat Leela, and so forth. These things together, put together, uh, well, this, um, if uh, properly understood, will constitute the candle that we can put in our, in our heart. Hmm? But the candle, <laughs> even if you put it in your heart, hmm, it's only as good as it gets lit, which is, of course, brings to mind what a Sangha should be centered on. What should be the central focus of a Sangha? Is it Tattva, Siddhanta? No. Tattva and Siddhanta are absolutely useless, as I'll go on to explain. What about um, Something else I've emphasized in our song, psychological balance, uh, let's say uh, uh, deal, dealings, uh, interpersonal dealings amongst devotees. Should that be the central focus of the, of the song of a sangha? 
No. If it's not tattva, siddhanta, philosophy, it's not the dealings of the devotees that is the main emphasis. What should it be then? Hmm? And if, if these things are not valuable under themselves, hmm, how can they, how, how do they become valuable? Hmm? They become valuable, it's the siddhanta, the um, horizontal kind of development I've talked about. Hmm? Um, the Varnashram sensibilities, I've sometimes described essentially as being psychologically balanced. Balance your psychological and physiological nature um, so that you got both feet on the ground, right? I've emphasized this and you know, many of you, many of the devotees come from traumatized uh, spiritual and material situations. So I've, I've catered to that and it has been an emphasis of mine, but which shouldn't be um, misunderstood. The main focus of the Sangha is psychological balance and, 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 and interpersonal dealings. Neither is it Tattva or Siddhanta, which also I've given a wealth of. Hmm? Um, what is it then? Hmm? It's not Tattva, it's not um, the uh, balance of Varnashram. What does is, what is the Bhagavatam say about the latter? Hmm? Nard is pretty uh, strong about that. Hmm? And he tells us what the real focus should be. Not tattva, not um, balance, but sadhana. Hmm? Sadhana. Hmm? Deep sadhana. These things are useful, these other two, only as much as they foster deeper conviction in and participation in sadhana to chant more and more with as i said here with a constant with a constant concerted effort you have to think and i should be asking this question at least at this stage of our sangha how many of you have wept uncontrollably alone chanting hari krishna how many of you, how many, I can't see you now. Um, you can, and you don't have to raise your hand and get petitioned for, <laughs> for that. Um, but this is what it is about. Hmm? When we go only by sadhana, hmm? and can we get the kind of deep bhakti samskars that will change our lives forever? And, and give us access to a realm where people really and effortlessly get along with one another without any issues, without any problems, because Krishna is firmly and absolutely in the center of everyone's life. That is the Brajlila. That's where we want to go. That's the ideal. And therefore, we, we have to... In, sit and do our job and our mantra. Once I was asked by one of my God brothers uh, who said, Marsh, how have you become so advanced? Well, of course, that's just his estimation that I'm advanced, but I answered relative to his question. And I have to reflect for, for a moment. And I told him uh, through japa, hmm, through my japa, hmm, I pay attention to my japa. 
I chant my japa as if it, it, I'm, I, I'm sitting down to go somewhere now. Hmm? Where the name will take me. Hmm? What does Bhaktivinoda Thakur say about that? Hmm? Oh, there's a beautiful prayer of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. At the end, I believe it's uh, at the end of his book, Sharanagati, which is the central focus of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Sharanagati. As it was a, a, a Pujapatridharamarsh, whose book, Prapanajivanamrita, his disciples used to say, he used to say, this is the only book you need, hmm? all about Sharanagati only. His Sri Nam Mahatmya Bhaktivinoda Thakur at the end, uh, Krishna Nam Dhare Katobhala. Hmm? Um, what he says there, Sridharamarsh gave, Pujapatridharamarsh gave a beautiful, uh, spontaneous explanation of the power of Nam. Hmm. To, to, you know, to flood my parched heart, the, the desert of my, as Bhaktivinoda Thakur explains, heart, parched, heart, parched heart blazing in the scorching sun of, you know, of material desire and material uh, existence. Uh, and, and forcibly the name comes uh, and moves my heart, as, as Bhaktivinoda says, to the tip of my tongue. Hmm. There it dances. This is the, he's talking about really what the name, what 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 is in that sound? Those two syllables, Krishna. He says, my he begins to speak about sattvika bhavs. My voice falters. My throat uh, chokes up. My body trembles. My um, tears stream from my eyes. Perspiration from the pores of my body. Um, I become stunned with 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 emotion, hmm. um, and. And, and the name making a disturbance this way externally hmm, uh, makes me who knows how I might act externally as uh, under this influence. Um, it uh, internally it showers my heart, he says, with nectar, hmm, submerges me in an ocean of praying, hmm, permitted prevented me from understanding anything else, made me a madman, stole my heart. Hmm, um, and wealth, um, uh, such as that, such Bhakti Milgas, I'm kind of paraphrasing, such as the behavior of of, uh, of of Namprabhu, of whom I've taken shelter. I can't describe it, he says. Um, however, Krishna's whimsical name uh, becomes pleased, that uh, means my happiness. And so that's the basis of all my endeavors to serve him. Uh, as a bud of a flower of praying, the abode of wondrous rasa manifests such power. Hmm. Hmm. Upon blossoming slightly further, the name shows me its personal form and qualities, steals my heart, takes me to Krishna's side. Upon fully, fully blossoming, the name takes me to Braj, shows me its divine pastimes, gives me a form suitable, hmm. my eternal form suitable for serving him and destroys my material body, it just dissolves my material uh, personality, uh, shows it to be the illusion um, that it is, the fulfiller of all desires. Hmm? If I die, Bhaktivinoda says, removing all offenses to the name, I will be happy. I mean, this is, so these types of thoughts um, uh, expressed uh, here by um, 
by Bhaktivinoda is so useful to us. It, it serves to give us a focus. The Sangha must be focused on sadhana. This is the solution to everything. Hmm? Other things are there, they have their importance, but only, if they don't foster sadhana, they're useless. They're a waste of time. Hmm? They get us nowhere. Statement after statement like this in, 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 in the Bhagavatam. So, um, I'm not here to just pat you on the back. I'm here to tell you you've got some work to do. Hmm? Hmm. I've given you the mantras that I received and how I've dealt with those mantras, how I've relished them, um, how I have uh, protected them. Then upon your request, I have shared them with you. Do you know what that means? Hmm? When Prabhupada came to Los Angeles and gave the deities there, he was nervous. How can I put the deities in their hands? This is Radha and Krishna. I'm putting in their hands. He was nervous. How will Krishna, will they offend Krishna? And what will Krishna then think of, what will become of me if I've done this? But if I don't give that them to Krishna, then what will Krishna think of me? They have some sincerity in their heart. It may be limited. They have some attraction for Krishna. So I take the risk. That's how he looked. I take the risk. He left the deities there. They became the most beautifully worshipped deities and all of it's gone. It's at one point, Rukmini and Dwarkadeshi used to call them, was the standard of worship. And I, they had five outfits, seven outfits. I knew every outfit by heart. And I guessed which one they would wear that day. And I would meditate on all day long while I was distributing books. He was wearing this sash. She was wearing that uh, sari, the, these these jewels. Eventually, of course, they had a, a whole wardrobe of of beautiful garments and, and dresses. I said, all of the deities of Iskon. Hmm? A characteristic of the beautiful Iskon was its was its its deity worship. There's no standard um, that uh, compares to it uh, in Gaudiya Sampradaya. There's a different standard in in some other abiding marks and pradayas, but that, that's, that's another thing. So beautiful. Um, but the, the deity, the mantra, the, the, there's no difference between, this, between them. So giving them to you, I really beg you to take advantage of them. And, and this must be the focus, this, the real center of our um, sangha, if it's, if it's to be really spiritual and, and wholesome. And that thought, I mean, I, I this comes to mind as I read this last paragraph. I just thought that I didn't go over this beforehand. I thought when I wrote this a while, I remember read the preface. But um, these are the thoughts that come to my mind as I do. Let let us let us um, hear and uh, light and, and put the candle in place, and let us do the work to light it. And when it's lit, there's more work to do. Be sure it doesn't get blown out. Hmm? Be very, very diligent about that. That is my humble request to all of you. I've gone a little over time. Hmm? So I'll stop there and leave you with that and hope to be with you again if Krishna lets me live that long till next Sunday. Gold Bhaktivrindaki Jai, Gold Premanande, Hari Haribo, Jai Ram, Jai Krishna, Jai Radhe.